Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. J.C. Cole checking in every Wednesday like clockwork, whether there is electricity or not. He's here. All right. I am here. I am here. Yes. And, uh, we had a, a bit of a glitch when technology fails. Uh, somehow my, uh, <laughs> my, my tablet had uh, decharged. And so we went to turn it on. It said zero. Fortunately, you read the book when technology fails. So you know what to do. That's it. <clears throat> and, um, only had to delay for, for 10 minutes. So, 21 to be exact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have my column written in that amount of time, plus nine. Right. Gotcha. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm fighting a cold. So I hear that. I, I might sound, yes, I might sound a little drowsy. Um, you know, it's just one of those things, and it's something was to, uh, you know, pay attention to that you have the supplies needed to be able to, to, to fight the cold because we're so conditioned. We just run out to the pharmacy and um, what happens when there's no pharmacy? Or there's a pharmacy with nothing on the shelf. <coughs> True. Excuse me. Yes. I'll be coughing and hacking most of the time. So, but I, I mean, it, it's, most people have given this zero thought. Most people, I know we for years talk about at four o'clock when somebody gets off work, they decide they're going to go to the grocery store, what they're going to have for that evening's meal, whatever the case may be. There is no way people have the proper inventory at home of medical supplies that may not be accessible. That is true. And, um, you know, it uh, it brings up a subject I want to touch on. It's called normalcy biased. And normalcy biased can be deadly. So let me just read a quick definition. Normalcy biased is the cognitive bias, which leads people to, bo- to disbelieve or minimize threats and warnings. Consequently, individuals underestimate the likelihood of a disaster when it might affect them and its potential adverse effects. The normalcy bias causes many people to not adequately prepare for natural disasters, market crashes, wars, and calamities caused by human error. About 70% of the people reportedly display normalcy bias during a disaster. So, and we're all subject to this. Yeah, we are. And so that, that this is this is the wake up call to realize that um, we have very serious threats facing us and coming and becoming more real every day. And um, what do we do about it? And we've been seduced by exactly this normalcy bias. We don't think it'll happen. Not here in America. You know, I kind of call it the uh, normalcy bias mantra. It can't happen here. This is America. 
okay. What? A stolen election? What? An FBI raid of a president? Um, shall, shall I go on? <laughs> I'm, oh, that was just this week. You know, it's like. Yeah, um, that's just one seven day period. You, you left out the 87,000 additional operatives for the government to come and disarm you. Right. All to get money from, uh, um, basically 700 billionaires. Wait a minute. You, you could have just used like a hundred new agents just to focus on the billionaires. So who exactly are you going after? Right. And, um, and, uh, I'd like to know the answer to this formula because I didn't know there was an official term for normalcy bias, but I, everyday life, I see it all the time. People just, number one, they don't want to acknowledge that anything's out of the ordinary. They're just everyday waiting for things to get back to normal. And number two, you start explaining what's happening. I mean, just look at the whole world of conservation. Everybody wants to be a conservationist. And I just got an email from a friend bragging about new money going into the equip program. So right now we have the federal government putting money in conservation programs to remove land from food production at the same time as they recognize that they're throwing money in equip, which still funds irrigation. So it's like, what exactly is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The removal of your ability to use your land as you see fit, answering to the higher power because, JC, you and I are just peasants on the land working for the king. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm a, I, I think that's actually a very good synopsis. You know, if we start to peel back the onion or, as they say, you know, look behind the curtain and see the wizard, what we're identifying is that there's a, a few bloodlines that have controlled for thousands of years, and now they're being exposed. And they, you know, this is this is going to be the peasants, you know, sharpening the pitchforks and getting the torches ready to go burn down their houses. I mean, the castles. But if you actually look at it, for a thousand years, we've been controlled by kings and queens and rulers um, that have slowly changed their position to being nice, sweet little old ladies, um, and, uh, and banking cartels. And now it's being exposed. So let me get through this thought process and then you can bring it all full circle. Right now we talk about energy because it's clear who controls the energy supply is controlling food production is controlling virtually everything. And for years, we were told that we are reliant upon fossil fuels, coal, natural gas, oil, and that we need to transition away from those because they're not renewable. Well, it turns out they must be renewable because oil continues to flow. We have more oil underground than we've ever had. And so the answer that I'm told, and you bring it to light every week, is the Rockefellers planted the seed back in the 19th, turn of the century, 20th century, that oil was a fossil fuel 
so consequently they could continue to control it. So if that was the case in 1900, 100 years ago, why did they allow people to get a taste of what we thought liberty and freedom was instead of just maintaining control from the get-go? Because that that would have been possible. That's really a, a tough question to to answer because you're asking when you ask a why question, especially of a other individual or species, um, you're asking about their agenda. Of course, we don't know their agenda. But I'm asking for your best hypothesis. Ah, well, I think that the, <laughs> yes, I think um, I think to some degree we had to get uh, the system had to grow to such a level and technology where we're able to go to space. What space have to do with it? Space is to get off this rock. Mm-hmm. And that that would take years of development and a stunningly a large amount of money. Right? Because, and money is just a, uh, an exchange for materials and labor. If you, if you look, um, when somebody pays you, let's say, $100, if it's just for your labor, they're they're looking for your expertise, right? If it's you know for half an hour and and some steak, it's for materials and and your expertise. I think I just answered my own question, but I'll have to come back. And JC got me there. More roll out after this. Cowgirls for a cure is a barrel racing. Uh, 4D barrel racing that is going to take place at Beard Arena, Minoka, North Dakota. On September the 10th, Treva Beard would invite anybody who wants to be a part of the solution for breast cancer to participate, possibly just show up, make a donation, whatever the case may be. Cowgirls for a cure. Yeah, they're just they're just in a better cowboy than some of these cowgirls, I'm here to tell you. So that's happening, Cowgirls for a Cure, Beard Arena. It's also happening that the Wall of Honor continues to make it possible for us to say thank you to those men and women who risk everything to protect our freedom and our liberty, our pursuit to happiness. That's what it's about, thewallofhonor.org. I suggest you pull the trifecta. Go to thewallofhonor.org, pay a tribute to those who have sacrificed, nominate a loved one of yours, that could be uh, featured on the Wall of Honor, or just make a contribution. It's all available right there, thewallofhonor.org. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Luce alongside J.C. Cole. A little stuffed up, but still making sense. Normalcy bias is what we're ultimately talking about. And you, I, I agree that you have people think they have liberty and freedom for a period of time because then we're out working. I just thought of the analogy that it, let's put it in the context of a plantation owner because nobody wants to talk about slave ownership today. I will, because it's part of our history. We learned that it was a bad idea. So we moved away from it. But if you're a slave owner, you could make a living with, with 10 slaves, JC. I'm sure you could have 10 slaves and you'd be just fine. You can <clears throat> maintain that plantation home. 
you could keep mama happy, probably happier, and uh, everything would be great. But you don't just have 10. You have 100. Because then you have 100 people accumulating more wealth for you. So now if you put that into the context of the people who've been pulling the strings, you're worth the bloodlines. They got more peasants working for them. And we're going to let them think they have freedom and liberty. And then at some point in time, we'll have to pull it away. Otherwise, we'll be lose control. Yes. And if we actually look at it, the best way to run a slave uh, slave system is get the people to believe they're free. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you get up and now if you actually look at it, I mean, there, there are microcosms, isn't it? But you, you think that you own your land. Well, no, you don't own your land. You're renting your land. Um, you're paying taxes on it. And, and what's been used on us consistently is psychological operations. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Right? Um, consistently. And then they change it. <clears throat> You're spot on with that, though, about taxes, because, you know, I think I own my place. Well, every quarter I got to make a payment on it. And then twice a year I got to pay the government to say that I own this place in property taxes. Yeah. Who actually does own this place? Right. But they got you to believe it. So you work harder. <laughs> well, somebody works hard. Right. So so that brings up, you know, I'll, I'll be jumping in and out of this week in history. So August 14th, 1935, very, <clears throat> very special day. Social Security Act became law. Now, we touched on this a while back. And so, you know, look, I believe in social safety nets. You know, I, I, I think this is needed because we're a society. You know, there are times when we need help, it, 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 you know, each one of us in, in the system. But what the Social Security Act did was it took control of the social safety net out of the hands of the local community and put it in the hands of the federal government. All right. And there is where the corruption started. So, you know, before, before Social Security, each township was responsible to take care of their needy. And um, uh, basically, that's the whole concept where the poorhouse came from or the poor farm. And so we still have this phrase today where, you know, you can remember your father, you know, complaining, you're going to send me to the poor farm, right? Well, we own the poor farm here in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Literally. Our farm, literally. Our farm was literally the farm owned by the township where if you could not support yourself, you went there. Okay. Now, also remember, the system was a little bit different back in the 30s, where if you had elderly parents, the family took care of them, not dumping them on society. Right. So very few people were at the poor farm and everybody in the township chipped in and helped. Okay. So, so social security came in and the townships no longer needed the poor farm. So they were sold off to the private sector. All right. So now what's happened is what social security was, is a little bit of money out of your paycheck. In some ways it's a good concept to store up 
for when, if something happens to you, that you could take it out. And I think when it began, there was be like maybe one person. Uh, there were like a hundred payers um, for every one person who needed some money. And my guess is it's dropped considerably. Uh, so you paid into a fund, the trust fund. Mm-hmm. This was money that the government would hold separately as a um, as an account for the people. They were the original Social Security. The government was not allowed to use this, and also the original Social Security. The number was not allowed to be used to identify you. Your Social Security number it was only an account. Well, we know that's wrong. You can't do anything without giving up your social security number. That's one. So they're using it as a number, you know, uh, uh, to, to, uh, monitor you. But the other thing was someplace, I think it was in the seventies, the government went and just kind of slipped in a little bit of a rule that they will borrow the trust fund. They go, wait a minute. This is our account. And all of a sudden you went and you borrowed it without our permission without the people's permission. And to this day, well, actually, as of 2021, the trust fund is owed basically $3 trillion by the United States government. When do you reckon we'll be able to make that payment? Uh Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) Oh, wait. Didn't we send it to Ukraine? Oh, yeah. Yes. Let's support... So let's support the most corrupt country in Europe. Uh, okay, so let's just recap it, make sure I got it. The trust fund we have, we being the government, has borrowed $3 trillion and with no intention whatsoever to pay it back. Correct. And even more so, some of the more left-leaning uh, politicians have claimed that Social Security is a benefit provided by the government. And no, no, it's... You paid into it. It's an account we've been paying into that is our money. It's not a benefit. It's not a benefit. In fact, it's it's just the opposite. It's a liability that you stole the money without our permission. Okay, that's just one thing. That's just one of all of the things going on. And of course... (laughs) <clears throat> one of my one of the ones that started let's say me on the road to you know uh looking at this happened august 15th 1971 you know uh i was a bit of a young boy uh my parents were very conservative um when richard nixon the president of the united states temporarily removed the united states dollar from the gold standard that's temporarily 50 years ago. 70 to be exact. Wouldn't you like it? Oh, if, no, 50, yeah. Wouldn't you like it if the IRS temporarily suspended all payments for 50 years? <laughs> so now think what happened in 50 years when there was no control over the printing press. They've printed quadrillions. Quadrillions. We cannot even fathom 
the amount of zeros. Let's see, I think 100 trillion is, I think, 15 zeros. Okay, so if you add a quadrillion, that's 16 zeros. I'm guessing. You know, so. I'm so, lost at a trillion, so I can't even think about it. it. So, so we can't even comprehend how many dollars have been printed. Well, you go, well, but where'd it go? How could you spend, you know, if I gave you a trillion dollars, there was actually a movie, I think it was uh, Brewster's uh, Millions by, I think it was Richard Pryor, where, you know, he was, he was given money that he had to spend uh, in order to get the whole fortune. And he couldn't, and he kept on spending it, trying to spend it, and it was almost impossible to spend. How mm-hmm. can you spend a trillion dollars? <clears throat> I mean, there are only so many, you know, uh, islands you buy and Ferraris you buy and uh, houses you buy, but it doesn't add up to a trillion. So where'd the, where'd the multi-quadrillion dollars go? We'll figure it out in the second half. <clears throat> Roll route with J.C. Cole after this. Here's the thing. We always talk about liberty, freedom, property rights. None of that, not a bit of that is achieved if you don't step up and make sure it continues to happen. It's not an automatic thing. It's a right, but if you don't use it, you lose it. Bottom line, Protect the Harvest continues to assist in empowering you to maintain and use those property rights, continuing to focus on the challenges of the animal rights community. You know, for a long time, I myself thought this is just about the warm, cuddly little animals that people love. No, no, that was dead wrong. It was a path to erode every property right you have. Animals are property. And when we start blurring that vision, we lose the sense of what the real challenge is. Protecttheharvest.com will keep you focused on the real challenge and how to be a part of the solution. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Trent Luce alongside J.C. Cole joining us from New Jersey. He's in this position because he chose to go to Lafayette for 18 years and help build that country at the time the USSR crumbling, representing the United States, the American Chamber of Commerce, right? American Chamber of Commerce, correct. Yeah. Um. Did you find a three trillion during the break? I was searching. Unfortunately, it is not in my safe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but when you think about the currency is a combination of labor and materials, where'd they put a quote, you know, a quadrillion labor and materials? Because we should see evidence of it. And they're, my my opinion is there's only two answers. <clears throat> One is they they put it underground, and what we would call dumbs or deep underground military bases. And all you have to do is do a little bit of research, and you can find these massive boring machines that they have that do ten miles a day. <clears throat> Pretty fascinating technology. I mean, it's not hidden; just most people don't know about it. And then, of course, the other is they put it up in space. Right. Of course, yeah, they, they let us know that we have a space station, but they don't discuss really much more than that. And, of course, uh, Trump came in and he said, well, we need, um, you know, we need uh, 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 
our uh, space command. So we'll just have it in two years. Oh, wait a minute. You, you can't build spaceships in two years. So what was going on there? Oh, well, possibly they're already built and they're up there. They were just legitimizing them. Just had them in a storage unit on Mars. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And so now we're at this whole thing starting to unwind and let us know. <clears throat> well, so now we got to the entire financial structure of all of the Western countries is based on smoke and mirrors. And people are starting to realize that, in, including our uh, our Social Security and that um, there's really not much behind it. And, of course, if you have normalcy bias, you don't notice it. Yeah. Right? And that kind of all links in. Um, and now is what we would call some form of great reset. Of course, uh, people who are linked to the Third Reich are trying to have it where they can have everything, you have nothing, and you will enjoy. Um, well, I don't think the rest of the people really want that. And that seems to be the battle going on right now and, and uh, being exposed. And so, so some of the sides are going to start throwing really nasty things at each other, um, which we see. And one of them is, uh, let's say, the Ukraine, where, you know, come on, give me, give me a solid answer. What's, uh, what uh, national security strategic reason uh, uh, is Ukraine? Well, it's to protect the, the innocent people of Russia, I mean, of uh, Ukraine. Those mean, nasty Russians. No, that's all propaganda. Why, why are we funding the Ukraine? They didn't care about the Ukraine for the last hundred years. Who, who cares about the Ukraine? What's going on? And now, now it's being exposed that these bloodlines have lied to us. Are, some of them are satanic. Some of them are... are uh, running uh, child um, um, uh, pedophilia and child and, and child child sacrifice, and now it's being exposed, right? And if you look, I mean, this uh, just uh, look at Stu Peters' recent show with this uh, this uh, actress, and I think it's Herschel, Hersha. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but anyway, she's releasing a film on on. Uh, on the uh, child uh, pornography and, and uh, pedophilia and, and Hollywood. Well, um, and it's coming out next, next month. They're exposing it all. That'll be interesting because that's basically them exposing themselves. Well, it's the people who were victims are exposing. It. We've had, we had a, a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, except. I've had enough of a finger, not much of a finger, but a little finger in Hollywood to know that very few people can do anything that the establishment doesn't okay. And the establishment is China because China owns 86% of all movie theaters and movie productions and investment. And I would say that there is a theory that uh, the Chinese want us to um, uh, basically go into conflict with our own government and mm -hmm. go into a civil war um, 
so that we weaken ourselves um, to the point of exhaustion. And then it's very easy for them to walk in. So that is a whole new twist that I basically didn't even think about in my dissertation, but you you nailed it. What better way to paralyze the United States than Hollywood to expose themselves and blame the federal government, which is going to create more division within the nation than before? Right. The whole thing is to destroy trust in the government. Okay, well, I don't think that's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> not, not much more to go there, right? You know, but, and, and actually, I'll send you a blurb of, of uh, Obama saying exactly that. That you do, here's what you do to destroy the entire trust of the system. And so how can a society exist without trust? You know what I, you know what I'm concerned about? The majority still trust the government. I don't know how much that's true. I think, I think it's more the majority isn't accusing the government of mistrust. They're just going along with it. Um, because the it's status quo, they have nothing. They they can't really do anything about it. You know, come on, look look right now. You know, they just. The, I mean, just look at the actions being done by the Biden administration. You know, I don't. I don't claim that these people are brilliant. I claim that they're being manipulated. They just passed a law to create eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. What does that say to the normal people? We are going to be attacked by by the the federal funding system. What does that do? Just look at the reaction that will happen. The people will fight against the government. And actually, if you start to look, we have a civil war forming, right? You see the early parts of it. Um, let's say... Uh, Arizona, quote, has had enough and has started stacking shipping containers in the border war, uh, uh, along the border, uh, to fill up the gaps for the uh, illegal immigration. Why? Because the federal government has failed to do it. So that is a, that is a civil war. It's a, it's a war. Uh, it, it's not violence yet, but they're using, they're using funds and activity to do, to go against what the federal government is not doing. Okay. And then you get the same with DeSantis unveils the ultimate uh, Florida license plate, right? Which is um, the don't tread on me flag with the words don't tread on me. So, and, and what was it? Wasn't it the FBI that came out and said that this was, this was an indication of, um, terrorists, you know, um, uh, local terrorists to use this flag. I forgot mm-hmm. the exact name of it, the the snake. The, I think it was South Carolina's old flag, right? And and then now, now you're seeing, look at what happened in Mexico. Mexico president is to bypass Congress to keep the army in the streets. Okay. Sounds like a war there, right? And and so we're we're getting a lot of these things, and and the same with um, uh, the governor of uh, of Texas, who is now rounding up 
the illegals. This 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 is where I, I'm missing probably some of the law. They're rounding up the illegals, putting them in buses, and shipping them to either Washington D.C. or New York City. Okay. Well, why didn't you just ship them right across the, the border? Because they come right back. Oh uh, well, I yes, and and so there's different things I'm missing. In this, you know. Even back when Rob Krenz was murdered, my friend in Douglas, Arizona, and I went down there, he was murdered on his ranch at, at his um, stock tank. And Sue and I went to the place 30 days after he was shot and killed there. I visited with Border, 8, Border Patrol agents then, and we're talking about 2008. No, I've been 2010 because Janet Reno was attorney general. Even in that time frame, they said that the Border Patrol agents told me that one in four illegals that they catch already have a felony conviction in the United States. Yeah. And and, and so, but uh, right there, our system is not putting into effect, um, let's say, deterrence from these people coming back. You know, yeah. I and I'm not going to suggest any, uh, except for let's say you mark these people. Second time you come back, oh, okay. Um, you know, you get to go to I don't know. Let's find a place like uh, Washington uh, D.C. Well, yeah, so Washington <laughs> D.C. Right, but so 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 here. Well, it's Abbott's clear. doing the right thing. So it's clear that the people are now in a form of revolt against the federal government. I'm revolting against J.C. Cole continuing until we finish this break. We'll be back with the last segment right after this. When I have over the years shared the information because people want to be critical of nitrates, people want to be critical of estrogen, I'll tell people that you're worried about your bacon, or your ham because it's cured and it might have nitrates, but you flock to eating leafy greens because leafy greens are the highest level of nitrate possible. And you know what the first question that person always asks me? How do they get them in there? How do they get them in there, Nathan? Well, they're, they're cured, right? They're cured vegetables. And vegetables actually cure many diseases. So just like your bacon's cured. You know, I wrote a paper called uh, Nitrite, the Cure for Chronic Disease. So just like nitrite, nitrate cure meat and prevent, you know, lipid oxidation and prevent, you know, food spoilage and bacterial infections and or bacterial overgrowth in the food, they do the same thing to us. They cure a lot of things because they improve nitric oxide, they improve oxygenation, they prevent oxidation, inflammation, and immune dysfunction. You want to live a cured life? Take a nitric oxide supplementation every day like I do. No2u.com. It's no2u.com. Put trend as your coupon code and you win big favors because you get free shipping and a 10% discount. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside JC Cole joining us from New Jersey. Give me a whole new thought process. Um, China controls Hollywood. People don't know that. AMC theaters and China, Deacon Wang, that guy controls what happens in Hollywood. They've been using them forever to lie to people. Now they're going to use Hollywood to tell people what's really going on, all just to create paralysis. That's what it's about. Well, that's why it's called programming. 
<laughs> oh my goodness! Even use the word programming. You're exactly right. And and now, you know, all you have to do is read the book and study the book, Sun Tzu's The Art of War, and of course, the supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. You know, and and we're being subdued now. Now you look. They're destroying our inner cities with fentanyl. You know, it's just tons is coming. Uh, tons are coming in, and 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 it's a terrible drug. And now here's here's a plan that I think is happening. They're going to uh, disrupt the inner cities. The United Nations had voted itself the right to come into any country if there's social. Uh, um, uh, conflicts where the people they can claim that the people are being hurt. Okay, and you can look it up. So the United Nations thinks that it has the right to come into a sovereign country if they justify that the citizens are in danger. All right, so let's have some social unrest in the middle of New York City, mm-hmm. which is where the United Nations building is. That'd be handy. Right. And they can claim we're protecting, we're protecting our building and, and we're coming in. So you get UN troops. Who's on the UN troops? The Chinese. Right. Oh, whoa, so that, whoa, 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 whoa. How many Chinese make up the UN troops? I don't know. But if you look, I think China's now in charge of part of the UN Security Council. That needs to be researched. I need to know more about that. And and so you look that the game plan is being manipulated very nicely into a chess game where, you know, um, the normally biased Americans have no clue. Oh, this couldn't happen in America. But, hey, we already have just you can just do some search a huge amount of U.N. equipment on our on our uh, uh, our land. Inside of the United States. That's one, too, as you can research. And there's very many accounts that there is Chinese military up in uh, northwest Canada and in Mexico. Well, well, that's just the conspiracy theory. No, it's a conspiracy. There's no theory to it. They're there. There are videos of these guys there. Right now, all you have to do is shut off the 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 supply chain, and the majority of people in America don't have food. So, with a quick search, thanks to the Brookings Institute, I have the top ten U.S. troops and police contributors as of June thirtieth, twenty twenty. You think it's changed much in two years? No. <clears throat> Who do you think the number one country contributing troops to the UN tr- uh, police force and UN troops is? You're never going to get it. No. Oh. Ethiopia. Aha. Uh-huh. Here are here's the list in order of the number of troops. And by the way, Ethiopia is contributing about sixty five hundred. First, Ethiopia. Second, second, Bangladesh, Rwanda, Nepal, India, Pakistan, Egypt, Indonesia, Ghana, China. 
Interesting mixture. That is a very interesting mixture. By the way, while you're doing a, a bit of a search, why don't you look at how many rape cases are against UN troops? Well, it should be about 60,000. Coming from those countries, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stereotype for a moment here. Uh, I have no reason to doubt that because in those countries listed, there's not a tremendous amount of respect for women, period. And just just to aggravate the the the, um, the potential conflict with uh, with a civil war, uh, the Democrats pass uh, the assault weapon ban uh, through the House. Okay, well now you can you can argue both sides of it. Well, that'll never get through. No, but it got more people to buy more guns. So you're getting the Americans to have a huge amount of guns. All you need is a catalyst to have them start shooting each other, right? We know Antifa and Black Lives Matter have nothing to do with the, you know, the black cause. This is, these are groups just used as catalysts to start, um, start conflict. Yeah, well, all you're doing today is giving me more homework. I did not ask you to come on here to give me homework, JC. I asked you to come on to give me solutions. Yes, well, I was, I was, I ran out of books to recommend, so I thought I'd give you something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's, there's some more, some more news coming. Okay, so, um, that's actually called, um, the Russian fat ladies getting ready to sing. Okay, and you know that that slang thing is that the end is coming when the fat lady sings. Well, for the London Bullion Market Association, not many people understand what's happening with gold and silver, but the price of gold and silver are set by a bunch of bankers sitting in London. It has nothing to do with supply and demand. It has to do with the control of the uh, of the uh, basically the fiat currencies. Well, finally, Russia and China are getting tired of this, and they're probably the holders of the most amount of gold. And they're going to set up their own gold exchange, which means that the London bankers, which are the bloodlines, are going to lose control of the price of gold and silver. And, of course, at that, then all of the fiat money uh, systems, just it just hits the fan. Right? And that's the entire exchange system for the Western world. So this is coming. You know, so, so you would think that would be a pretty opportune time to start a civil war. Yep. All about division and paralysis. Right. And, of course, uh, there's a lot of information. I mean, let's say, geez, oh, what is it? Liz Cheney got kicked out. Wasn't that a wonderful thing? Finally. Right. And, uh, Um, but there's a lot of information saying that if the midterms go forward in November, that um, uh, there's going to be a clean sweep uh, to the conservative side. All right. So wouldn't that say the Democrats time is limited to the next three months before doing something to cause martial law and postpone the elections? I mean, that would just be common sense. So I've said this many times, and I'll stand by it. 
the next three months are going to be like the most interesting time in, in my lifetime because the uh, I'm not going to say the Democrats because there are plenty of, that call themselves Republicans that are involved in this continue to enact laws and regulations that fly in the face and not only laws and regulations, but protocols like education that fly in the face of the average American citizen, not the, the partisan, the average American citizen. And so if anybody knows, anybody that knows this, is they're going to show up at the polls midterm like never before and vote all these morons out. And that is what has always been the pressure to put, to bring people back to the center in election years. JC, instead of coming back to the center to try to woo these voters, they're going the other way. They're getting as extreme as they possibly can, which means one of two things. They know there's not going to be an election, or they know they've got the election already fixed, so it doesn't matter what they do. There is no other answer. I think what it is is stomping on the accelerator to uh, uh, to drive off the cliff. Right, and they might. By the way, they might not know what they've been doing. That you know they're controlled. Listen, we've had now for years uh, Maxwell and Epstein's uh, files showing the amount of blackmail and and child uh, uh, pedophilia uh, of Washington D.C. and it's not been exposed. So we we still know that a good amount of Congress has been compromised and is and somebody's pulling their chain. Okay, and 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 now just add everything else that's going on to today. For instance, um, my my favorite when technology fails, right? Mega blackout in, imminent. France shuts down half of its nuclear reactors. Okay, downtown Toronto hit by a large power outage. Right, six hundred thousand barrels of oil output shut down as seven U.S. Gulf platforms pipeline breaks. Right. Um, pipeline breaks spills 445,000 uh, uh, 40, uh, gallons of diesel in Wyoming. Right. More than uh, 130,000 people in Detroit will go without fresh water for a month because, because the pipe broke. Right. Los Angeles, I mean, Las Vegas was flooded. A second time this week, and 17,000 people without power. You know, you could say that's coincidence or something is happening behind the scenes to destroy pretty much our infrastructure, our food production, our energy production, our electric production, and our financial system. At now least we got food production. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, wait. That might be vulnerable, too. J.C. Cole. Whether you like it or not, always bring you the facts. They'll play out. You watch. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. On behalf of JC, both of us remind you all roads do lead to a rural route. Just a quick reminder that if you're a cattleman not happy with the commodity price and you're seeking to get closer to the consumer's food dollar, then the thing you'll want to do is go to the website, LoneCreekCattleCo.com. There you can find more details about the Piedmontese cattle that we work with the certified Piedmontese system, why the consumer continues to come back time and time again, and how you, the producer, are going to get rewarded properly for the quality of beef that is produced. And we're talking about a quality aspect. 
of tenderness. Skip full details by going to the website. Every th- what would we do without a website? Hmm? I have no idea. Might be finding out one day soon. In the meantime, today, I know you can go there, LoneCreekCattleCo.com. The details are not there, but you can find the person to talk to. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.